Well, welcome to uh, Christmas Sunday, a little bit different Christmas Sunday than what we uh, are accustomed to, but uh, that is kind of just the name of the game right now um, here in 2020. We're closing in on Christmas, and just by uh, way of recap where we have been going over this Advent season in our uh, sermon series, we have been talking about Christmas in chaos. Uh, And so the first week we looked at hope in chaos, and we talked about how hope is anticipating with expectation that which we know to be true. Um, And our hope as uh, followers of Jesus is that Jesus promised to return and make all things new, to to put everything to rights, and we uh, continue to have hope in that promise. We talked about peace in chaos, how Uh, True peace is drawing near to the person of peace. That is Jesus Christ. And there's lots of places that maybe we we look for peace in our world. And uh, this year it's been a little hard to look to places in our culture or around uh, for peace. But when we start to draw close to Jesus, we start to come close to the foundation, to, to the center of peace. Last week we talked about joy in chaos and how joy is the response as we celebrate, but but also as we anticipate the fulfillment of hope and and the fulfillment of Jesus' peace uh, and as Jesus uh, will come again and make things right, that is where our joy is centered. That's where um, we can can draw joy. Certainly not, uh, it's hard to draw joy from the things going on around us right now. And so this morning we are looking at what does love look like in the middle of chaos. And as we uh, dive into uh, the words from First John, would you pray with me? Jesus, as we continue through uh, just a very different season, a very different world, uh, time of waiting, a time of expectation uh, in Advent, would you continue to just open our eyes to the way you are moving, to uh, the way that you might even be using this, this time with the pandemic and everything going on to be drawing us closer to you. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together uh, be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's just start by talking a little bit about love in 2020. Love has kind of been a little bit of a a fickle kind of idea in 2020. If you think back to the beginning of this pandemic, um, when we entered this this time and we first entered the the shutdowns and everything that was happening, uh, back in the spring, uh, there was all kinds of media and commercials and, and things happening that said, we are all in this together. There were concerts on TV. uh, There were creative things being done in the media to kind of help people uh, through this idea that we were all in this together. I remember uh, graduation ceremonies for graduates of 2020 that were broadcast on TV because of these unique times, and so there were all of these things to try and emphasize that we're, we're doing this together. We're, we're kind of all in, in this thing, in this mess together. 
But then the pandemic got longer and longer. And then over the summer, we were hit with instances of racial violence and ensuing protests, uh, some of which turned to, to rioting. And we were confronted with the fact that not all of our brothers and sisters feel treated as equals. We were confronted that uh, maybe America hasn't solved its dark side of history. And certainly we were confronted with the fact that there remains deep divisions in our country, in our, in our neighborhood. The election further highlighted the, the deep divisions, each side kind of demonizing one another. And so love has been kind of hard to come by in 2020, in our culture, in, in the things happening around us. The pandemic has further revealed deep divisions even in the church. And we've seen instances of dangerous civil religion masquerading as uh, Christianity being revealed uh, around us. And so we wonder, what does love look like in the middle of chaos? This morning we look to these words from 1 John chapter 4. And John, in all of his writings, has a lot to say about love and uh, just has kind of a, a unique way of expressing this. And so in the words that were read for us by uh, Mr. Chet this morning, uh, in verse 7, we heard this, Let us love one another because love is from God. In verse 8, John kind of emphasizes it even more when he says, God is love. And if you don't love, you don't know God. It's a reminder of the the incarnation story, the the story of Christmas in verse 9, where we hear this, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. So John is kind of laying out, here's, here's the foundation of our love. God is love. God's very nature is, is love. And God has expressed that love in sending the Son. So this, this whole Christmas story is revealing God's love for humanity. This is the basis of our love. I don't know what this Advent season has been like for you or what you are learning through this time, Uh, but here's some of the things that this Advent season has really highlighted for me, um, given everything that's going on for us. I said it before, but it really hits home to me in a new way because of how 2020 has been. Personally, I've never experienced so many twists and turns in a short amount of time as 2020. It seems like every day, you know, you're waiting for something to change, something to shift. Um, This week uh, with school, there was the the added um, thing to navigate of a snow day. And were we going to have a snow day? Were we not going to have a snow day? Some kids had snow days. Our kids uh, didn't have a regular kind of snow day because the teachers just taught from home. 
Um, another day this week, uh, Google was down, and our kids get on Google to do a lot of their schoolwork, and so we weren't sure how that was going to happen. Luckily, Google got everything going um, back by the time our kids were supposed to start class, and so they still had class. And then, you know, there's always... Um, press conferences coming up and you never know, you kind of hold your breath uh, when those conferences come up about what's gonna happen with a vaccine or what's gonna happen with shutdown orders or all of that. And so there's been so many twists and turns and I've never experienced so many twists and turns. And, and I think back in, in my own life, that includes moving to Pennsylvania in the middle of a, a blizzard. Uh, that includes graduating college in May, starting uh, my first real job in June, and getting married in July. And that was, so that was a lot of change to go through in a short amount of time. But none of that has been as jolting or disorienting as 2020. And I know for some of you, uh, you've had your own set of twists and turns uh, to 2020 just further exacerbated by a global pandemic. Whether that's dealing with cancer, you know, that's, that's hard enough, let alone when your support people aren't allowed to be in the room with you. Or dealing with the death of loved ones, that's hard enough, but when you can't properly gather and, and celebrate someone's life in the way that maybe we always anticipated or, or thought would be possible, it's just been a really hard year. And so what this Advent season has highlighted for me is the extent of the mess and the chaos that God enters into to show his love. Because God does not avoid the, the hardships of human experience. When, when Jesus comes, he steps into the middle of it. Into the middle of all kinds of political chaos, all kinds of cultural upheaval, the things going on around the time when Jesus comes and steps into the human experience are probably as disorienting as what we're going through right now. See, God does not enter the world as one of the, the high and mighty to, to avoid the mess. Jesus steps into the middle of the mess. In God's love, the Son is sent into the thick of it. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And verse 13 of our text said, by this we know that we abide. And, and I love this word that John uses, uh, abide. It kind of echoes back to the, the Old Testament where uh, the people of Israel are traveling through the wilderness and God instructs them to build a tabernacle so that his presence can abide, can, can camp out, can stay with the people. And that's the, the imagery that John draws on when he says uh, God will abide, will dwell, will remain, will stick with us in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. John's community uh, in, in the Gospel of John, in these letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, John's community 
really speaks a lot of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit reminds us and helps uh, the, the John's community to understand what Jesus' life was really about. And we continue to need the, the movement of the Holy Spirit to remind us of God's love, to, to keep bringing back to us the meaning of it all. In verse 14, John writes this, And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent His Son as the Savior of the world. God abides, again this word, dwells, remains, sticks with those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God. And they abide, that means that we are to, to dwell with, to remain, to stick with God. I confess, uh, or to confess, is to admit that we don't have it together. And man, if 2020 hasn't taught us anything, it's that we don't have it together. We don't have everything all figured out, and you know, I've been, that's been really highlighted this year. So John talks about Repentance. Repentance is turning around in the opposite direction from the way that we were going. It's, it's, it's to do an about face and to begin to head back towards Jesus. To run away from the old ways. To run away from our brokenness or our addiction. and what the, what the Bible calls sin. We confess that we don't have it all together and we repent and head back in the opposite direction in order to abide to dwell with, to remain, to stick to God. So John is telling us that God is love. And therefore we are to abide in love and abide in God. And John encourages us. That there is no fear. Uh, he talks about fear of judgment, fear of um, condemnation, Scripture says elsewhere. But perfect love drives out fear. Because of God's love. Because God is love. God enters into the mess with us. You know, we're all invited to come to the realization of God's love. That is to confess that Jesus is the Son of God who comes to redeem, renew, and restore. This scripture has, uh, as I've thought about it this week and, and just kind of, you know, they're familiar words to us, to many of us. But I think, especially in 2020, when we are in the middle of this chaos, I hear these words just as a renewed invitation to each of us to abide in God, to, to draw close to God in this time because God enters the mess. And certainly in 2020, we've realized or maybe we're realizing a little bit more just the mess that we are in as human beings. Messes of our own making sometimes. Um, messes and, and brokenness that happen in the world around us. But we don't have it all together. And one of the beautiful things is that God does not expect us to climb out of this brokenness, to, to climb out of this pit on our own. God loves us 
And so he sends Jesus into the middle of the fray to show us his love, to redeem us and, and to renew us and to restore us out of that pit. So this morning, I don't know what kind of brokenness, what kind of mess, what kind of chaos you're dealing with. But I want you to know that we have an opportunity an invitation to confess that we don't have it all together and we're not making it all right on our own power. We have an opportunity to confess and to repent and to come back and experience to abide in God's love. It's an opportunity that we all have. And I hope it's a, an opportunity that especially in 2020, we have ears to hear and, and, and our hearts are open to receive God's love. Uh, as we look at the culture around us, it's hard to find love. But if we look at this, this Christmas story, if we, we look at Jesus coming as the baby in the manger to show us God's heart, to show us God's love. This is an important thing for us to be grounded on, to, to come to the center of this story. One other thing um, that is, one other thing that's clear in this passage is that those who then claim to have experienced and know God's love are called to express that love to one another. Now, I've often wondered if the thing that keeps people from uh, coming to God, from coming to know Jesus, isn't the lack of love in the story of Jesus. It's, it's not the lack of love in the story of Jesus. I wonder if it isn't that folks aren't sure that those of us who, who claim to be Christ followers actually believe the story. Because we often don't look like the love we claim to have found. So I have to confess that too. The church shouldn't be the ones creating the chaos, creating the turmoil and division in our world. Instead, we should find our way to the middle of the chaos, where Jesus stands at the bottom to love the brokenhearted to lift up the vulnerable and, and the worn out, those who have been trampled by, by the chaos of 2020 because of sickness, because of uh, loss of jobs, because of loneliness, because of addiction, because of rampant depression, because of private sin that can have its way in our lives without being checked by entering into the light of day. And especially in this week, you know, one of the ways that we can practically show love is to check up on one another. This is a time when we're, we're usually out of our homes, visiting with, with friends and family, going to, to big church events, and, uh, you know, a lot of that's not happening this year. And so express your love for one another in a, in a phone call and just checking up on one another. If we proclaim to have seen God's love and experienced God's love, if we say we know God, then let us love one another. 
Just a couple of reminders this week that uh, our Christmas Eve worship will be online and uh, available Christmas Eve day or, or after that. So you can enjoy that uh, at a time that's convenient for your family. Uh, our carol sing and candle lighting will be at 6 p.m. And just hope that you are staying safe and staying well and, and that we can have opportunities to uh, check up on one another. Would you receive the benediction this morning? May the love of God expressed in Jesus the Christ draw you in. May we all learn to abide in his love and to show that love to others. And may God's love continue to sustain you until our Savior comes or until we meet again. Grace and peace. Have a great week, Spring Creek.